Adam Crowley Show. Sidney Crosby got rubbed by the glove on PowerPoint. And they're... That's it, Rob. You guys looked at each other like I said, Rob. Yeah, and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. No Brian LaMartina sitting across from me today. He's off as he ran the Steelers radio network last night and will throughout the season. Shirtless Tom, though, still behind the glass. You can check him out on Twitter at ButtonPusher970. I'm not going to give you Brian's social media account. He's not here. Why? No, he's not here. He's still following He's not me, part of the family today. Get F- the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Would you say at FBomber73? Is think, that what it is? Is, that, is it 73? I think that's what it is, yeah. Steelers victorious. Mathematically needed it. Emotionally needed it. We'll get into all the reasons why it was good. We'll get into all the reasons why you shouldn't be all that excited. Coming up in just a few minutes, we've also got the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun, which we pushed back today. <gasps> so much to get to. First, though, we get to Adam and Wheeling. Hey, man. Say, hey, Adam. Good day. Yes, hey, I wanted to say the Steelers the last five or six years, especially on defense, they have drafted players based solely on athletic ability. Now, there has to be some balance, just like in life or in anything. You look at Artie Burns, Bud Dupree, uh, Davis, they are great athletes, but they really are. It's just my opinion, but I think a lot backs it up by how impulsive they are. They're dumb as bricks, and it makes it very difficult to coach them, and therefore they act impulsively. You can throw Williams in there, too, by what he said. You can think it, but not say it. And uh, that's, you know, that's what I'm seeing, and that that has become a problem. You go back to why the Raiders had been bad all those years when Al Davis was alive. He drafted on athletic ability only. And, you know, they, you know, and that's just, it's rude to Ted. That's just my opinion there. Tom, I'm getting a call that could be my medical results. What do we do here? Um, I've been waiting for days. Yeah, I think you just have to wait. They'll leave uh, a voicemail. What? They'll, they'll leave a voicemail. No, I've been waiting they'll for days. If it's really important, they'll leave a voicemail. No, I missed the, it. We can play the voicemail on the air. No. Yeah, it's fine. HIPAA. Sorry, Adam. I forgot you were still there. I think you're right in all your points. I really do. Uh, Artie Burns, he is an athletic player. He can run. He's got long arms. He's got pretty good ball skills. He can make up for some F-ups because he's got the speed. But I can't believe I missed that call. But he bites on a double move when the Steelers are nursing a lead last night. Uh, What are you doing, man? I've said it already on this program. This team, if you are a Steelers fan and you live and die with the team, it makes you want to die. It makes you want to throw yourself through a plate glass flipping window. And I used to be that guy. When I went to Dub V, first year I was a loser. First semester I was a loser. The whole time I was a loser. But first semester I was a loser. My dad would come and he'd pick me up on the weekends because I didn't have a car. And I'd go home to hang out with my now wife, who was my girlfriend, so we could have a little fun and go drink beers and do that kind of thing, right? Well, every Monday when he'd bring me back to Morgantown, if the Steelers lost, 
We didn't say a word the entire ride. Now if I was still that big of a Steelers fan, I don't think I'd ever be talking in that car ride because I'd be so damn pissed even after they win. Bud Dupree, athletic, doesn't get it. And Dale Lolly even said when he was drafted, this is a guy who doesn't have the proper football instincts. He doesn't get it. Sean Davis, I think, is intelligent. I think Sean Davis will get it eventually, but he's been moved around so many positions that that hurts. I think Terrell Edmonds already looks like a pretty good player, but Vince Williams isn't a read and react guy. They left a voicemail. Oh, my God. No, 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 that's a good thing. My entire life right there. If it was bad news, I feel like they would have just tried to call you back and tell it to you in real time. So I think voicemail is good news. You know what? This newfangled voicemail thing. You can kind of read the transcript. You can read the transcript. Hi, this is Dr. No! I'll ask him to try you again tomorrow because he'll be in the office for about 10.30 until 2. Thank you. No! <laughs> you missed the call. Oh, no. I'm so mad they at you, Tom. They give you the results over the voicemail? No, they're not going to give me the results that over the voicemail. No, that makes no sense. Come on. It's 2018. People are busy. People are working at this time. How do they not know you are on a radio show at this time, by the way? Does he not listen to the show, your doctor? I don't think I want the guy who sticks his finger up my butt to listen to my radio show. You you have that happen to you already? Yeah, that I'm was kinda young. That was kind of personal though, more than the doctor thing. Oh, okay. Did you I guys, say that on the air? You guys are friends. Yeah. Okay. Some benefits. And not healthcare benefits. For the love of God. What time is it, Tom? And now it's time for no! the great unsponsored football segment, filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Uh, woo! 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 Transparency, number one virtue of the Crowley Show. I'm so mad right now. I'm so irritated. I've been waiting for results for a CT scan because I've got a mass on my head. Woo! And I can't get the results until between 10.30 and 2 tomorrow. But now i got something to look forward to tomorrow. They even told me last week, Tom, that it'll be two days. Two days you'll get your results. And when I called in on Friday, which is the day two, oh, doctor's out of town. He'll be back next week. He's busy. I'm busy with life. worrying about whether or not I'm going to die. Get, let's, talk, let's talk football. Landry Jones visited with the Patriots. Woo! So there, I told you so, Steelers fan. Remember last year when everyone told me James Harrison must be able to play because the Patriots signed him. They don't make terrible decisions. Well, if the Patriots are bringing Landry Jones in, and they don't make terrible decisions, then that means that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots actually think Landry's good. Suck on that, Steelers Nation. I'm dying. The Jets called the Steelers about Bell. That ain't going to happen. And in fact, no trade at all is going to happen. Crowley Domus breaking the news right here at 610. Five minutes after my doctor called on September 25th, 2018, Steelers aren't trading Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon would need to sign his franchise tender. Le'Veon would then need to say, presumably, that he's going to go play somewhere. And the compensation would have to be something better than a third-round pick because that's what the Steelers are going to get with the compensatory draft pick anyhow. So nobody's going to offer more than a third-round pick for no guarantee that this guy's even going to show up. Not to mention, it doesn't make any sense for Le'Veon Bell. 
If Le'Veon doesn't want to play here because he thinks the Steelers are going to run him into the ground, doesn't he realize wherever he goes, they will run him into the ground as he will be a rental? And that's the other reason the team's not going to give up more than a third-round pick. That's another reason why a deal's not going to get done. It ain't happening. Le'Veon Bell, you're hearing this here first, too. Breaking news on the Crowley Show. He'll report week eight. Woo! Jimmy Garoppolo out for the season. Tom Savage gets an opportunity to come in and maybe be the guy as he was worked out in San Fran. Why? Haven't we seen enough from that guy? I I mean, really. Colin Kaepernick can't get a friggin' job, but this jabroni is going to be a good enough player for the 49ers. Give me a break. That's a great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Moving on to more football talk, because that makes sense. I think it's become clear that James Conner isn't Le'Veon Bell. Steelers would have put up more points, would have been more consistent offensively if they had Le'Veon yesterday. Le'Veon could make a lot out of a little, and there was only a little there to be had. But I was so damn impressed by the fourth quarter from James. I didn't think he had it in him. He had a 27-yard run. He had a 17-yard run, both in the final five minutes of the game. 44 of his 61 yards came on two carries when it absolutely mattered the most. You want to talk about a guy that's got stones? That's a guy that's got stones. He was also tremendous in pass protection during the game. He's a good player. But I do think Lev would have made more out of nothing early in this one. But James really came around at the end. They can win with him. The question for you is at 4129222874. Is the Steelers' offense good enough to make up for this crappy defense? And I know that they played the Chiefs. I know that they played Tampa. Both offenses are top four in the National Football League. But is this offense good enough to consistently put points up to where you think, okay, we can still make the playoffs? I think last night was really the blueprint there. I think it showed you that the defense can create pressure, the defense can get turnovers, and if the defense gets turnovers and creates pressure, you're going to win some football games because they can't stop anyone. Back to 2008, right, that Steelers defense, they were first against the pass. They were second against the run, only because everyone could throw on Minnesota, so why would they run the ball against them at all? They took the ball away. They did everything well, right? But they defended every blade of grass. Three and outs all the damn time. It was hard to just get a yard on that team. Football ain't played the same way anymore. Football's different fundamentally now. Offenses are putting up a bunch of points. Look at the Chiefs. Look at the Rams. RPOs are now in the league where they weren't a decade ago. There are points to be had. Most teams are going to score in the mid-20s, I think, this year. Most teams are going to give up in the mid-20s this year. But if the Steelers can't stop teams straight up, you got to take the football away and you got to create negative plays and you can't give up the big play. And what you need to do is make them drive the whole way down the field and shoot themselves in the foot. And I think last night was a pretty good blueprint to how to get that done now the penalties disaster but the way the defense played yes they gave up points yes they gave up yards they took the football away and they set the offense up 
That's how this defense is going to help the offense win games. Coming up next, we'll ask Ray Fittipaldo that question. He's from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm going to call my freaking doctor. You're listening to The Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. The Adam Crowley Show. Came through dripping. Came through dripping. Came through dripping. That was on my wrist thing, dripping eyes. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. couple things before we get to Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I just realized that my blog that I've had up all day on ESPNPGH.com had a Getty Images picture on it that has the Getty Images logo across the bottom, which means that I clicked and saved the wrong one. So that's good. And because you all care about my personal life, the medical news that I was looking for did in fact call me in the last segment. I've been waiting for a freaking week to get results. I missed it, and I called back during the break, and the doctor not there. So I am just a ball of joy. And we've now lost Ray Fittipaldo from the phone line. It's a bad day. It's a bad day. Got other bad results from another medical test. Might not be terrible. That dead man walking. Kind of like the Steelers, right? Because whilst they won, I think their flaws are still fatal. Ray Fittipaldo joins us now to talk about those 1-1-1 one, one, and one Steelers. Ray, what's up, man? Not too much, Adam. What's going on? Not a thing, buddy. Uh, you are back in Pittsburgh now from Tampa? Right? Right? Oh, for the love oh, of no God. Way. This is just the day. I even came back from the medical story to have a nice transition back into football. We put Ray on the air, and Ray's gone. What do you say? Should we try him one more time? Yes, Third try him one more charm. time. You think I want to sit here and talk to myself and not give the people the insight that Ray Fittipaldo can provide from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette? Should we try the doctor one more time, too? Why are you not calling him? If you don't get Ray, I'm calling the doctor again. I'm going to call his personal number. Now Ray's texting me. He's telling me, tell your producer I'm disconnected. Do you know he's disconnected now, Tom? Are you talking to him? Do you got him on the line? The hell's going on with my life today? Disaster. Try it again. Dead man walking. Try it again. Ray Fittipaldo joins us to talk about the Steelers. Are they dead men walking? Their fatal flaws still ever-present in their victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, Ray, how are you, buddy? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ray? Anybody? Ray? Ray! It's the weirdest thing He's he's talking to me perfectly fine before I put him on hold and punch him through. Why don't you give Ray a ring back and you tell him thanks but no thanks? Wait a second. No. Nay, I lie. I've got a landline now from Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I will text it to you, Tom, and then we'll either get him on or not. This is awesome radio. 
You know what? If we could do this, I should have just taken my friggin' medical results in the last segment. You're absolutely right. That's on me, actually. If I'm going to be sitting here screaming about how we can't get our guest on the phone, I might as well have gotten friggin' medical results. Screamed about that. Happy or sad. It would have been great radio. I should have teased it. Coming up at 6, does Crowley live or die? Find out. That'll actually be coming up tomorrow at 4, because presumably I'll talk to the doctor before the show. I mean, enough chit-chat, Tom. Put the guy through the... Put the guy through, damn it! It's not working. Why can Ray text, but he can't call? He went to voicemail. Are you kidding me? He's probably trying to call you. Poor Ray. Ray's probably frantic right now. Who's more frantic, me or Ray? 412-922-2874. Probably me. Stop trying to tell people to call the phones. We need the phones open. No. I need, I'm talking to someone on the phone, whether it's my doctor, whether it's Ray, whether it's Mr. Flippin' Richard, somebody's talking to me on the phone during this segment, Tom. Do we got him? Enough chit-chat, Tom. Put him through. Are you best friends now with Ray Fittipaldo? He's gone. You need to double check on the number you sent me because that was not Ray Fittipaldo's landline phone. I copied and pasted it! Now I dropped my phone. No, a woman answered and when I asked if Ray Fittipaldo was there, if this was Ray Fittipaldo's phone, she just said, no, I don't know who that is. Ray's been dead for 15 years. I haven't heard that name in ages. Now we have to go on like this quest to find Fittipaldo. Oh, someone's calling us. This could be Ray. And maybe it's Mr. Richard. Steelers won one and one. And when you look at how they were able to win last night's game, you're not Ray. It's for old school. <laughs> you worry about whether or not they're going to be a legitimate playoff team. At least I do. The offense, well, good, also inconsistent. And the defense, while it forced a lot of turnovers, also gave up 27 points. Let's go to Mr. Old School, who's not Ray, but will make do. Hello, Mr. Old School. Hey, how's it going, fellas? I heard you screaming for Ray. I said, let me call in and save him, say, help save the day for a minute. You feel hey. bad for me. I love it, old school. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, hey, I, I call him, but I agree with you about the defense. You know, this defense reminds you remember when LeBeau first got exposed uh, by Brady and the Patriots with the spread offense, and it seemed like every team after that was just killing us. That's what this defense is reminding me of as far as I don't understand why we're the only team in the league that still has linebackers like J.J. Watt trying to cover O.J. Howard 50 yards down the field. I don't understand this defense, why we have to do it that way and why that can't be corrected. It is really driving me insane. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% right about that, Mr. Old School, and I appreciate the call, 412-922-2874, if you're someone other than Ray Fittipaldo and you want to call in. What happened was the Steelers played two linebackers a bunch last night, and that was dictated by the personnel that Tampa Bay had on the field. So Tampa Bay comes out, and they got you bunched up. They've got power packages in there, and you think, okay, we'll defend it with a couple of linebackers. We'll be in our base 3-4. Bring it, bitch. And then they'll start motioning guys out, and you'll have to declare. Remind me of when the New England Patriots and the Steelers opened the season in 2015, and you got Rob Gronkowski... Standing there at a boundary, and Terrence Garvin stared him in the eyes. As if Terrence Garvin could stop Rob Mother Bleepin' Gronkowski. I mean, God bless you. He's a West Virginia Mountaineer, but no chance.
and of course, touchdown, who makes the play? None other than Rob Gronkowski. That's why I want to see the Steelers be more multiple on the defensive side. Play more safeties. Now, one of the reasons they can is because Morgan Burnett was hurt. But I want to see them be more multiple. I want to see them be in formations where, okay, instead of it being T.J. Watt and an outside linebacker, instead of it being, or pardon me, T.J. Watt on O.J. Howard or John Bostic on O.J. Howard, it's O.J. Howard who's rocked up in a physical freak going up against another physical freak in Terrell Edmonds or Morgan Burnett who's far more capable of covering a guy like that. Uh, I think it's terrible coaching, and now they're caught between a rock and a hard place, right? Because their players are so dumb that they can't understand the complexities of the schemes they want to play. So you try to simplify it, but when you simplify it, you make it easy for the opposition to pick you apart. So you're caught between wanting to be simple so you guys don't F up and wanting to be complicated, but you guys are going to F up. What do you do? I don't envy Keith Butler but you got to figure it out because this offense, for as good as it can be, is so inconsistent that the defense is going to lose them a bunch of games if they don't figure it out. Uh, I don't have a lot of hope in the defense becoming this great side of the ball this year. I don't think it's going to happen. So if that doesn't happen, you need Ben Roethlisberger to have the game like he did against Kansas City, and even then it's not going to matter sometimes, right? You need him to play more like he did last night. You can't have any Cleveland games out there. And I said, if the Steelers want to make the playoffs this year, with what they've got left, three games and only one win, Ben Roethlisberger the rest of the way is going to have to play 12 games. 11 games. Maybe a couple stinkers in there. 11 games at that caliber if the Steelers want to make the playoffs. That defense is that bad. It's that bad. And that makes it so frustrating when you go to Cleveland and you turn the ball over six times. And they're lucky that they didn't lose last night's game despite Ben Roethlisberger playing well because they gave up 155 yards of damn penalties. Ben's going to need to be perfect. The offense is going to need to be perfect. And if they're not, they're going to lose football games in the hands of this porous defense, which, while it did have its moments last night, while it did force turnovers and wind up scoring points, it also got gashed for 27 against a team that can't run the ball, against a team that was going to be, was always going to be one-dimensional. 412-922-2874 is the offense good enough to cover up for this porous defense? 412-922-2874. Tom, do you have the audio of me peeing and calling your phone during the West Virginia game and razzing you about Pitt? Hey, Tom. Uh, rumor has it that your football team is losing. So uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm drinking some beers about in your field. Suck it. That was Wes. We're peeing together. He doesn't know I'm here. Goodbye. That was me hammered at Mountaineer Field. Peeing with dudes together. Yeah, that's what you do. Same urinal. They would not let me in the ladies' room. Sword fighting. I peed with him outside behind a tree, which is okay, right? In a tailgate? You're okay with that? Virginia, so. Come on. Wild and wonderful, right? Come on. When you go to a tailgate, where do you pee? In the porta johns that society lays out for me to pee in like like a real man. You know what? That makes sense because when you go to a pit tailgate, you probably don't have to wait in line at the Porta John. At the West Virginia game, it's 30 minutes. 30 minutes in a damn Porta John. I will pee on my wife if I have to wait 30 minutes. Well, might do that anyway. I just have to say that that's completely false. Contrary to the stadium size crowd, the tailgate crowd is 
incredibly large at Pit Games. The tickets are just too expensive that people just don't want to go to the games. Oh yeah, that's that's it. the problem. Yeah, twenty dollars yeah, for a student the, season pass. That's the really greedy expensive. ass bureaucracy, whatever that shady word is that is running Pitt University is just jacking the ticket prices up, keeping the people out of the stadium. It's disgusting. Let me give you the good and the bad from yesterday's game. I dunked on you, Tom. You can check this out on a blog at ESPNPGH.com. Fake news. Here's the good. Don't fake news me, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Here's real news. North Carolina 38, Pitt 35. The good from yesterday's game. Ben spread the ball around. Seven Steelers made receptions, including Ryan Switzer, who caught a touchdown. Vance McDonald, I think one of the better game-breaking tight ends in football when he's healthy. He's healthy. Just ask Chris Conti, whom they're still peeling off the turf out there in Tampa Bay. A.B. caught a touchdown, so he should STFU for a week. His mere presence, though, allows for Ben to spread the ball around. And the complimentary pieces, they're really playing well in this offense. Juju Smith-Schuster is a star you could read that as lit AF. Roethlisberger did, though, prove that he can still play good football on the road. And after that week one in Cleveland, I wasn't so sure. Great moment in the game for the Steelers. The offense was able to milk the final 236 off the clock in the four-minute drill. Roethlisberger's pass to Juju Smith-Schuster sealed the deal. The offense didn't do much of anything in the second half, but they did possess the ball for five of the game's final five and a half minutes. James Conner had a lot to do with it. And after only rushing for 17 yards, Connor had 44 on two carries in the game's waning moments. Clutch! Defense forced four turnovers, able to sack Fitzpatrick three times. They bleed yards, they'll yield points, but taking the football away can mitigate some of the problems. I think Terrell Edmonds is going to be good. I think he might be good. His burst after the interception of Fitzpatrick was special. Bud Dupree? He had a sack. He had one and a half tackles for loss. He also left some plays on the field. When we come back, I'll tell you some of the bad from this game. I'll tell you some of the bad for Bud Dupree. Yikes. Also, the hottest take of the day. Other crap. Three stars of the show. I'm dying. TSP in Pittsburgh. The Adam Crowley Show. Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Oh, it's close. That was close. Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. The others don't need a squeezing. Everybody was Cut this tweet from John Meese at underscore Adam Crowley. Adam, name me the great defenses in the league. Are there more than two? I'm not taking any orders from you, John. Get the bleep out of here. Name the great defenses in the league. No, I won't. In fact, I'll name the worst defenses in the league, starting with Pittsburgh, Kansas City. That's it. That's the list. Get the bleep out of here. Bears are good. Jags are good. No, do not listen Ravens to John. Listen to me, okay, Tom. Okay, you stop it. You stop it. You stop it right now. Vikings, I thought were pretty I think, good. I still think they're okay. Yeah. The Eagles should be good. Eagles will be good. Rams are great. Rams defense oh is star God. power. Sure. There's a lot of good defense in the league. That guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Get the hell out of here. Is that your Crowley again? Yeah, wasn't that you? Get the hell out of here. I mean, what the hell? 
I promised you the bad from the Steelers game. When you do a three-hour show, after the Steelers lose, it's easy. If the Steelers win in the fashion they did last night, it's easy. But you wind up rehashing the same things over and over again because the audience turns over so much and they're out for blood. So I want to give you that before we end the show here. Here's the bad from yesterday. The defense came up 17 points in three drives in the second half when they should have been able to put the game away. Artie Burns was... What was he, Tom? What was Artie Burns? He was Artie Burns. On a double move late for a touchdown. He's got all the physical tools, but it's his brain that you worry about. I'm worrying about my brain. Maybe if I got the damn CT scan result. It was concerning to me... That Sensabaugh got the start. That's an indictment on Burns, but also of Cam Sutton, who I believe to be a good player. Perhaps this is a motivational ploy to get Burns and even Sutton to play better. Mike Hilton, he's a very good football player, but he could be significantly hurt, according to Mike Tom, when there were some reports today out of the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex that maybe he is going to actually be okay. We shall find out. We'll see how he practices, if he practices throughout the week. 13 penalties for 155 is unacceptable. Worst of all, it was guys like Cam Hayward, DHB, John Bostic. They're all veterans. They need to know better. Good teams will beat you when you rack up 155 penalty yards. Tampa is fine. They ain't good. Chris Boswell missed three, four, and three kicks in each of his first three years, respectively. He's missed three kicks this year with two missed extra points. Is he Steve friggin' Blass? This makes things that much more difficult on the coaching staff when you don't know whether or not you can trust a kicker. I don't think Tomlin's there just yet, but a few more misses could change that. I think T.J. Watt was great in Game 1. He's been largely invisible after, except whenever he's a mismatch down the field and getting targeted on pass plays. Bud Dupree, as I mentioned in the last segment, had one sack, one tackle, one and a half tackles for loss, but he left some meat on the bone there. He missed an easy sack of Fitzpatrick later in the game, and perhaps that had to do with the lack of being able to hit a quarterback without drawing a flag, but you got to finish that play. Which brings me to the refs. Really, it ain't all their fault. It's the league and the owners. They're trying to protect their big-time investments, but it is way too much, though. And honestly, if I didn't have to watch the game for work, I'd have turned it off yesterday. Terrible television. And Mike Tomlin agreed with me today at his press conference. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. (laughs) How's this for a hot take? When you're a doctor and you say you're going to call back with CT scan results in two days, make it two days, not six days. You know where my doctor was on Friday? Day two, when I should have been getting the results, he was out on vacation. He's not in today. He's got personal things going on. You know what? I've got personal things going on. I got a freaking horn going out of the side of my head, and I don't know what it is. Is it a lipoma? Is it a cyst? Is it a tumor? I don't know, and I was promised that I would know in two days. How many times past two days has it been? Spoiler alert, three. Tomorrow makes a full week that I've had the CT scan and nothing. I'm almost a full week away from having that IV shoved in my arm. No answers. None. It's like the people who are in Finding Bigfoot. You wait all this time and nothing happens. 
Nothing interesting. To be fair, though, they did call you today. So they did reach out and make the effort. So we're back to zero. I missed the call. If the doctor had a radio show, he'd probably be bitching right now about patients not answering their phone when they're desperate for information. I mean, I got this diagnosis. This guy's been begging me for it all week. I finally call the guy. He doesn't even answer the phone. Screw him. I hope he dies. I mean, I hope the doctor understands it's me. Crowley, I'm a big deal. If I die, I will tell everyone before I die who made me die. The doctor. We would drag that doctor so hard in the last few weeks you have left on Earth on this show. It's plastic surgery. He'll need plastic surgery after we're done with him. UPMC. More like... You see that they never called me. Kinda, Ron. That was the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. It's been a bunch of days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's been a really long time since the Browns did whatever they did last and Tiger Woods. It doesn't matter. It's time for the three stars of the show. I've had it up to here with my life right now. I was going to ask you how many days it's been since the doctor called you with his diagnosis about your cyst, but we can yeah, move on. Six days. Tonight's third star of the show, Artie Burt. The second question is like, you'll just see if you can answer it for me. It's like a statement and a question. Artie Burns poop? Goodbye. <laughs> Devin gets the show. Uh, let me answer it the only way that I know how to, Devin. Artie Burns poop. Tonight's second star of the show, Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald, finally healthy, catches the football, destroys Chris Conti, literally hurts the guy. He doesn't play another snap after that. Bruises his ego, pees in his eye, kicks some dirt on him, curb stomps him a little bit, and then goes 75 yards to the hizzy. And tonight's first star of the show, the Steelers Discipline. All right, I know that they bring referees to practice. Here's here's what I think that Mike Tomlin needs to do to prove that he's not just a cheerleader. I think he needs to take the smallest guy on the team, Ryan Switzer. I know he didn't do anything last night bad. And you waterboard him. And you say, this is what happens <laughs> when you do something wrong. This is what happens when you commit a penalty. You will get waterboarded. It will be uncomfortable, and it will happen to every single one of you as long as you defy me. That's how you do it. That's how you get in their head. You know, the, the weird part is, like, it's, as little as we think of, like, Ryan Switzer, like little Ryan Switzer, right? If you look at Hilton, Hilton isn't any bigger. And All right, fine. Waterboard Hilton, I guess. I mean, geez. Remarkable. I mean, you want me to waterboard Hilton? Is that what you're saying? We like Mike Hilton, man. Don't, don't waterboard Mike Hilton. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> I got sports on here in the studio because it is a sports studio, right? When it's not a politics studio. Who said that? And every time I look up, the Steelers are in the power ranking somewhere in the top 10. Does the rest of the league suck? Or is nobody watching the Steelers and they just expect them to be good? Because the Steelers aren't a top 10 team in the league right now. They've won one time in three opportunities. They barely won the one that they did. They could easily be 0-3. Yes, they could wind up being a good team. But right now, they stink. They're bad. They're awful, just like my doctor.